Play the fucking intro. Justin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us Yay. for yet another episode. Episode 226. They're all yeah. great. They're all special. And this is a whole other episode. Right. They're all <laughs> full of great music, uh, including this one. So, as several are, if you listen to the show regularly, you know we do interviews. And yeah. we have an interview on this episode. We're going to be talking to half of Half Dizzy. And... The interesting thing is they only have one song. Right. Ever. <laughs> but but they are teasing more, as we will get into in the interview later down the line. But, yep, half of Half Dizzy, so it was a quarter dizzy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, we'll be talking more about and with them as the show goes on. Yep. Wonderful people. We yes. were happy to have them. Yes. It was a blast. Uh, let's get into it so we can get to it. Let's go through some stuff that is new, stuff that recently came out, and stuff that will be coming out. Oh, yes, Street I'm Threat. <laughs> Street Threat put out Redemption EP on August 15th. Bucket put out Always Chasing Greener Grass on Fast Decade Records on the 15th. Attic Salt put out Get Wise. In Evil Hour put out Explain Things to Me single. Scarecrow put out their 2021 promo on Bunker Punk's Discs and Tapes. That was on the 16th. Analog Encryption put out Decay Into Virtual Life single on Little Willie Records on the 16th. To the Helpless, they put out their new single uh, for the month, which is As the World Lies Dying, I Believe in Miracles. The This one's fun right here. The band's on the 19th, Boak, or Boak, B-O-A-K, and did a split with Groak, or G-R-O-A-K. Very similar spellings there, but... There was a split with Boak and Groke. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying those right. But it was a split EP. Go check them out. <laughs> On the 19th, Census Fail released a new single featuring Spencer Charnis, which is Death by Water. Ingrown released their, uh, had a new release on the 20th called Gun. Black Suit Youth released The World Is Almost Over. We played that title track months ago because they had released that title track as a single. But now the full LP is out as of the 20th. Bambi's released Summer Soon. That's an LP. Settle Your Scores released Retrofit on Mutant League Records on the 20th. Choke Me released Hauntology. Hauntology. I want to make sure I've pronounced that correctly. Hauntology. Hauntology. I sub- that's, that's just the way that I would say it. There you go. Uh, Haunt with an ology at the end. It's an EP they released on the 20th. Fool's Errand released a new single called It's a Problem, and it's not a problem. It's awesome. Heard it the other day. I already got it. Uh, go check it out. It's out. Go to their Bandcamp page. The Bronx, coming up uh, August 26th. That is tomorrow, and by the time you hear it, it's probably going to be finally here after several singles released. We played a few of them already. Bronx 6 will be out on August 26th. <laughs> filth is eternal they are releasing love is a lie filth is eternal on the 27th teenage bottle rocket is releasing sick sesh dfl is releasing why are you dfl on the 27th ice cold killers will be releasing stories from the grave 
Chubby and the Gang will be releasing The Mutts Nuts. Lazy Class will be releasing Dreams and Hopes digitally. Uh, it'll be through Contra Records, but it's released digitally on the 27th. I think the, uh, the actual vinyl hard copies will be coming later. Fahenflucht is releasing Trauma, Trame, which is a single. I don't know if I'm saying that right. On the 31st, Heavy Seas will be releasing Everything Breaks on Rad Girlfriend Records. Not On Tour is going to be releasing Outtakes EP on SBAM Records on the 3rd. Fruits, but it's F-R-V-I-T-S, Frivits. I think it's Fruits. I don't know. Uh, is releasing Stupid Era EP on Slovenly Records. Also, the Q-Tips will be releasing uh, There Are Those Who Drill Violently, which is an EP, and that'll be on Slovenly Records. Strong Boys is releasing Homo, which is a 7-inch. It's going to be out on Static Shock Records. Raging Nathans will be releasing a split with Dwarves on Rad Girlfriend Records. And in true Dwarves fashion, you got to go check out the EP album cover. If you're familiar with Dwarves album covers, go check out the split EP uh, album cover there. (laughs) And Lean 13 is going to be releasing The Higher the Socks, The Downer, The Foo on Americant Records. Uh, be on the lookout. We're going to be playing that here soon. American Records run in part by, uh, well, two of the guys in Soldiers of Destruction. As they mm-hmm. told us in that interview from June, Lean 13 was a band they signed. Well, that's coming out. I've got a track. We're going to play it. I think it's either next episode or the one after, but right around that uh, eight or not April, September 4th release date. Eric, do you have anything you want to add? Oh, I do. Uh, for one, the band Dare has released an album, Against All Odds. That came out on the 20th. So, not too long ago. What was it? Five days ago? Right. All right. And, yeah, on top of that, we have the band Sharp Shock. They just released their Casual As EP just a couple days ago. I can't remember what the exact date is, but <clears throat> it was within the last seven days. Awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, yep, Filth is Eternal. I am uh, so ready for that one, that's going to be a couple of days, and I am ready. Uh, let me let me see. Oh, a local band, Swarmer, they just put out a single called "Mediocre." Okay. So if you put that together, it's the mediocre single. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's a uh, that's stuff that's a bit more on the uh, metal side, but it is very hardcore induced. So I give it a I give it a pass. <laughs> and also. Uh, yeah, Terror, they have a Pain is Forever single, which uh, I can't remember when that came out. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, that was the 6th of August, and they are teasing some more material, but that is yet to be seen. And let me see, what was the other band? Oh, yeah, my choice today, Fake Names. Yes. <laughs> yep, the ever-so-popular Fake Names, the... Supergroup consisting of the one and only Brian Baker from Bad Religion, Dag Nasty, and Minor Threat. Then Michael Hampton from also a also a very DC hardcore stalwart, having played in SOA and Embrace and One Last Wish. And then we have from across the pond and a little bit north of that, Dennis Lixian from Refused, from the International Noise Compare. Conspiracy from AC4 and INVSN. 
I don't know what that is. I don't either. <laughs> anyway, and then we have bassist Johnny Temple, who is from Girls Against Boys and Soul Side. Yep, that's a pretty stacked lineup that we have there. And what music do they create? Well, stuff that's a bit on the uh, poppier side. Okay. A little uh, easy listening uh, punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> but they are but yeah, they're still good. It's still uh it's still pretty uh it's fun. It's catchy and they have some of their some of their slightly heavier songs. And I use slightly very uh <laughs> very poignantly in the fact that uh, a band like this which is a uh, which is leaning on a uh, pop punk um doesn't have much of a doesn't have much wiggle room to get a little heavier. Okay. While still maintaining that sound. But we do get a little bit of that in one of the songs that came out from their single and it's a song called Running. And this one, yeah, it's got a bit of a it's got a bit of a uh, jumpy little tone. It's got some uh, get up and go. I mean, it, the song is called Running. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't heard fake names, this is a pretty decent place to uh, start. I would also uh, go uh, go back to last year when they released their EP, and yeah, that is for solid songs. I even chose I even chose a couple from that as well. Awesome. So, yes, and this is a three track. Even though it's called a single, there's still three tracks on there. I know it's not quite an EP yet, not quite a single. They even managed to make a. <laughs> they, remember what we were saying? We can't tell the if uh, if a uh, if an album is considered an LP or an EP. Now we can't tell if this is an EP or a single. Right? They managed to make it more confusing. So, eh, what can you say? <laughs> <laughs> Call it what you want. Anyway, despite that little uh, technical uh, discrepancy, let's listen to the music that it has on it. This is running from Fake Names. <laughs>
Oh, yeah, with a stacked lineup like that, especially those who are uh, more well-known of being on the harder caliber of the punk rock spectrum, such as Brian Baker, you know him from Bad Religion and uh, Minor Threat, although he, although he was just the bassist in Minor Threat, not the guitarist, but he always wanted to be the guitarist. <laughs> and, yeah, you can hear how he's working off of Michael Hampton, who also, you know, in State of Alert and then... Jumped uh, over to the softer DC band, Embrace. That was more embracing uh, what we call emo now. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And, of course, uh, but the biggest ringer for me was uh, hearing all those vocal melodies coming out of Dennis's mouth. Because I'm used to him going, Diplomacy is dead! <laughs> <laughs> or like, That coming in the south! <laughs> right. He's just like rampant with those uh, vocals. So it's uh, kind of refreshing to hear him... G- uh, take it back a little bit and just show that he does have some uh, he does have some uh, range in his vocals. So very nice, very nice, very well put together band. They're they're all firing on all cylinders, and I like it. Even though they're the cylinders we don't expect. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but there you go. Just the combination of everything, it just works. So yeah, I like fake names. I like them a lot, and. Uh, Yep, that's all I have to say about that. Next! <laughs> Next, we're going to play a band. Uh, it's a long name, but it, how great is a name like this? Andrew and the Cockblockers. I knew it was Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew and the Cockblockers, uh, cool band. They're from California in Hemet. Am I saying that right? H-E-M-E-T? I, I believe Hemet. so. Hemet. Hemet. Hemet in California. Or Hemet. Hemet. I think Just- it... Helmet, helmet minus the L. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say it as is helmet. Helmet. Yeah. Hemet. Yeah. Just speak it say helmet, but speak like you have the uh, speech impediment where you can't pronounce your R's or or your L's. <laughs> helmet. 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 <laughs> like okay. That. <laughs> All right. They're from California. Uh, they released this as a single, Legends as a single. Uh, March twenty fourth of twenty twenty one. So this year it's new, but they released the EP legends with this track as well on june 12th so just a couple months back uh it's new stuff it's cool band they reached out got to check out the the music and yep we got to play it so let's get into the next track the band is andrew and the cock blockers legends is the ep and let's do the title track legends
So what did you think of that? Andrew and the Cockblockers Legends. It sounds like it was written by people who were often cockblocked. So maybe <laughs> so maybe the name is just uh, basically giving the middle finger to a man named Andrew who just uh, kept getting in their way of getting laid. <laughs> uh, that fucker. <laughs> yeah, fuck Andrew. Fuck him and everyone who looks like him. <laughs> but the music itself, yeah, it was really good. Has a lot of old... Uh, those little solos in there. It just has that old classic rock vibe in there. It's good stuff. Uh, check out Andrew and the Clock Block. Andrew and the Cock Blockers. The Clock Blocker. The Clock Blocker. Uh, <laughs> check them out. The new EP Legends came out just over two months ago. Uh, around that same time, the band Lawmaker released their second set of EPs for the year. New band. They started as a band in 2020. The band's based out of San Francisco and. Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, I want to thank Jesper again. Uh, speaking of the band, they have some merch available. Their vinyls are going to be coming out uh, a little bit later, but be on the lookout for some vinyl from them. But their shirts, the awesome green, I just ordered that today. Uh, we're going to talk more about some shirts and some merch here in a little bit, but uh, I want to point that out. If you like Lawmaker, they just posted that, so you can go check that out on their social medias, which we'll talk about later in the show. But uh, just as earlier, back in February, they released a plugged and unplugged version of an EP. So four tracks, same four tracks on both, but unplugged on one version, all plugged in on the other. Well, they did the same here. The album is called, or EP rather, is called Law of the Land. That's what they released on June 6th. And their music, at least for their first one, but they really stay true to their what, what they're talking about, but uh, it dissects the underbelly of the fading American dream and the struggles of the working class with unapologetic wit and honesty. One reason why I like them so much, played them over on Punkinoy Worldwide as well. Looking forward to playing that this here. Totally different track. This one right here from Lawmaker off of Law of the Land. It is called Too Little, Too Late. Let's check it out. You're born with nothing, you own 
nobody nothing When you say that nothing And turn it into something So I much but I want what's mine Eye for an eye and time for a time Lawmaker a lot. It's got that uh, oi undertone going on. 100%. And I, I definitely lean towards that style of music for sure. But with these guys, uh, those two EPs, both really good. And the acoustic versions or the unplugged versions turned out great. So I recommend checking out both versions. They do have them on Spotify. If you want to go check them out, check them out on Spotify first. And then you can go purchase yourself after. I am excited to get my shirts uh, the one with their uh, uh, logo essentially on a green shirt. I don't have a lot of green shirts. And <laughs> that one with the color scheme and everything looked pretty awesome. And so I'm really happy and looking forward to getting that. Should be coming on its way here uh, by tomorrow. I think they said they're going to throw it in the mail tomorrow. So sweet. Uh, definitely happy to support that band. And those EPs will for sure be on in my top 10. I mean, there's still some months left to go. But those will be in my top 10 for EPs of the year for sure. All right, then. <laughs> I'm throwing that out now. We, we should do like a mid-year, uh, what, we're, what, what could find its way on the list, even though we're definitely past mid-year by a month and a half, almost two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yes. But uh, Maybe I'll a three-quarter year. <laughs> right. The three-quarter year, guess what might, you might see on our recap list or our, our best of list of the year. There you go. All right, yeah. Eric. Let's do some older, lesser-known stuff. Let's get back on task. We're working our way to that interview with Half Dizzy. We're almost yeah. there. A couple more tracks we're going to play. and uh, We're going to kick off uh, an album right before we do that, too. But before we get there, we got to start here. And here is your older, lesser-known pick. My older, lesser-known pick is a band coming out of the uh, mold of the UK82 movement. Right. We all know UK82. That was when street punk was getting its heyday. We had GBH, we had The Exploited, we had Discharge, we had The Verrukers, we had countless other bands coming out of there. One of them happened to be a band known as Chaos UK. And I picked this band especially because we were given a, we were given a book 
in which we could uh, give a semi-review on. Right. That involves Chaos UK. It's not a biography or anything like that. It's more just like uh, this guy who went on tour with them back in the day and basically basically told the funny tour stories. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the title of that book, I cannot remember. I am so bad at remembering these titles. <laughs> Dustin, do you remember? <laughs> uh, I don't offhand, but I can find it for you. Okay. Well, keep, keep it in mind. Uh, coming back to the band Chaos UK. Um, I discovered them back when I was like about 14, 15, where me and my friend, we were just uh, scouring through uh, YouTube videos, anything that was or relating to punk music. And we saw that band and we're like, yeah, that's a cool title. And we we discovered a couple of their songs. One was uh, Ronnie Was a Rebel and uh, another one was... uh, Directions to the remember. outskirts of town. Does that sound right? Thank you. Directions okay. to the outskirts of sound of of town. Yes. Yep. Well, I'm on the subject of uh, missing titles because <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the other what the other song was that caught my attention of this Chaos UK discography. But but yeah, now we have the book title, so you can check that out when it uh, when it does come out and. Also, the uh, the track that I chose today, this is the one that uh, grasped my brain and was on constant repeat on my iPod back then. Yeah. Anyone remember those? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at one right now. Right? <laughs> anyway, the song was The Alcoholic, which came off of their, uh, <laughs> their album with a title that is a mile long. And... Uh, yeah, don't expect me to remember this one. 100% Two Fingers in the Air Punk Rock, which was a yeah, which was a collection of a really great track. Some were repeats, some were re-recordings, and uh, The Alcoholic was uh, kind of a deep cut, but it was a lot of fun. It was just uh, a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheek humor, just poking fun at uh, what an alcoholic lives like, and it's just, uh, and it's unfiltered. I mean, such, as, such was the... Uh, uh, basically, the what's the word I want? I'm looking for the platform on which UK82 stood. They weren't trying to uh, code all their lyrics in these little uh, messages. They were just coming out right with it. And the alcoholic, yeah, this is about as uh, real as it gets. So here is uh, Chaos UK with that song. Yes, yes, yes! It's a fantastic house, Nicholas. Oh, now. Have you got any dirty films? No. You bastard. I'm an alcoholic, and I just love the kick. I'm trebling my words. Got a glazy stare. Because I'm addicted. Gotta get home, it's the only way I don't know my father 
Oh yeah, a little uh, a little on the nose, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So that that came out a bit uh, a bit later in their uh, years. Like they formed in '78, so they were there at pretty much the beginning. And yeah, this one came out in uh, what was it '93? Yeah, '93. Yeah. That was when this album was released. So they were still going full throttle and pretty much well into the. Well into the '90s, and I think they stayed around in the 2000s. I think they're still I think around. So now. I saw some releases, but they might have been like uh, like compilation releases or best of or con- you know combining things. Oh yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to get too far into it, but uh, they definitely did have some more. Yeah, like I haven't done too much research on uh, on them if they are if they're even still active, whatever the fuck that means anymore. Right? <laughs> like, uh, like I don't I don't know they. Uh, they had their days in the sun and they had their days in the gutter. So, uh, uh, but I haven't heard much on their uh, on their whereabouts. Well, with stories like stereotypes and soldiers of destruction, which we've had on the show and mm-hmm. heard the stories, you never know when a band might be active again if they're not. Exactly. <laughs> Especially now with uh, punk rock uh, becoming of such popularity. Right. I mean, we got whole festivals dedicated to this. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, came from the book. Uh, we have a couple books. We'll talk more in depth about that book and another book on an episode where we don't have an interview. We're not going to take up too much time because we got a lot to get to, plus getting to the interview. But yep. on an episode coming up that we don't, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about uh, a couple books that we've had the, the fortune to get to read. And uh, we'll tell you about them so you can check them out as well. Yep. Like, this was a bit of a prelude. Yes. You know, especially with the uh, Chaos UK book. Yes. So, so yeah, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about Chaos UK in the terms of their uh, sonic scope, then go out and listen to them. I mean, they're not that hard to find. Their <laughs> records are pretty cheap as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. Just to get a get a little bit more enthralled and excited for us to talk about these little bits of literature. <laughs> well, on the theme of Chaos UK, we're going to play a track called Chaos Oi, but it's spelled different. <laughs> K-A-O-S, Oi. The band is called Santa Blasfema. Blasphemia. Blasphemia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're a band from Chile. Awesome band. They officially released their self-titled album December 13th of 2020. But uh, they recorded those songs in 2020, but they've had a lot of those songs all the way dating back to 2007. But that, Whoa. yes, they, they got, got them recorded. They do have two songs on a compilation, and then they have this album, which has a bunch of tracks. It's really cool. I definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, I want to thank uh, Belfour, who's the vocalist, for reaching out and sharing the, the band's music and a little bit of information about the band. And blasphemy against everything and believe in nothing is the slogan for the band. Beer, the bar, friendship, the neighborhood, not believing in heroes who only want to put their ideas in people. All right. All right. Sounds, uh, sounds like they're hitting all the bullet points. <laughs> I agree. So awesome. I appreciate them reaching out and we are going to check this out now. Uh, again, that track is called Chaos Oi, following Chaos UK, but the band here is Santa Blasphemia, and let's do it, it's Chaos Oi. <laughs>
joking but they weren't kidding when they were saying oi to the world right because yeah as i'm sure you know of longtime listeners of uh of this show as well as the secondary show punk and oi worldwide that's a uh, emphasis on worldwide right it's <laughs> <This>, like uh, <goes laughs> everywhere even places that we wouldn't expect in this case chile right <laughs> on la- the last episode uh were uh, hardcore and street punk bands from italy before that, had a couple episodes focused on all bands from Greece, uh, doing some label focuses. So uh, the labels that I highlighted or spotlighted, whatever you want to call it, uh, recently, one of those labels was out of Indonesia. Uh, another one of the labels was from Germany and another one from the UK. Uh, all a little bit smaller labels, but nonetheless, uh, you know, if you go over to there, you can check out music that we're playing from all over the world. Uh, TASM Records is from Germany. Dammit Records from the Southeast in UK. And Stalkers Record from Bandung in Indonesia. Played a whole bunch of bands from Indonesia and Malaysia with, uh, you know, from that specific label. And even on the next label feature that I'm doing, which will be here in a couple days on Friday, you stay tuned. We'll be spotlighting Liberty or Death Records, Lake Town Records. They partner Lake Town Records being in Germany, Liberty or Death being here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But bands from all over the place, including bands like Anger Flares, uh, Anti Squad, Bier Teufel, uh, Throwouts, Paris Violence, Dealer's Choice, Mess, Foreign Legion. So many great bands from all over in Europe and in Asia. Plus, there'll be several bands here in the U.S. as I'm going to be covering the American Oi compilation that they did as well. So a lot of cool stuff there. As Eric stated, worldwide. Eric, let's talk about some live shows before we get into the great cover-to-cover album. I have not seen anything or done anything. So real quick, I'm going to point out one that is coming up. It's coming up in California uh, this Friday, uh, August 27th. 
the bands The Pegs, Gross Polluter, The Plagues, and Outsiders. They'll be playing, looks like, The Tower, which is on 4757 University Avenue in, I want to say that looks like San Diego. Yep, they're playing in San Diego. It's only 10 bucks. It's 21 and older, though. Doors open at 8. That is Friday, August 27th. So go check out The Outsiders, The Pegs, Gross Polluter uh, playing. We've had uh, Gross Polluter on the show before, and we might have The Outsiders in the future as well. Mm -hmm. Eric, any shows you want to talk about? Any shows you've seen recently? Yes. In fact, just yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was able to see... The first punk rock show, and I mean big punk rock show, since the horrible, horrible time that we know of as, well, 2020. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the and that band, in, that show included The Menzingers, The Descendants, and Rise Against, awesome. who are all currently touring together. Uh, but I suppose you put that together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rise Against had re- had an album that they released earlier this year. Um, I believe it's called Generation Nowhere, or at least that is the leading single. I do not know. I don't really keep uh, uh, keep up with Rise Against. Um, however, they do have a uh, they do have a new album out. If you uh, like Rise Against and uh, did not know that they released a new album. Well, go check it out, because uh, hearing them live, they're actually pretty good. And uh, and yeah, Descendants, if you've been listening to the show the last six months, I was uh, <laughs> constantly pushing the Ninth and Walnut album that was coming out this year, and it did come out. It is a compilation of songs that were written and uh, not exactly recorded, but jammed with in the early days of the Descendants, before Milo came in. Yep, and... Now that uh, now all those songs exist on, on vinyl, and they also exist in their set list. <laughs> awesome. And a uh, bit funny little uh, precursor to this show. Uh, we showed up late, and that was in part to the fact that we couldn't find shit for parking at the venue, <laughs> and we basically had to park a little bit uh, north of it, on the other side of the railroad tracks, and. And we uh, got out of the car and we were walking towards the venue only to be met with uh, the train track crossing with the uh, beams down and a little and a long boxcar train just uh, (laughs) taking its sweet time coming through. Eventually the train ended, but there was still a train, a whole line of cars just parked right on the right on the tracks, right in the middle of the intersection. And we're going well, you know what? Fuck this. After a few minutes of waiting and uh, uh, the urgency of having to be at the show, we just jump between the cars. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, fuck this. And we managed to uh, arrive just before the Descendants went on. So, perfect. I am bummed I missed the Menzingers. I had seen them a couple of times. They are a good band to see live, although they're not my uh, typical go-to band to listen to, but they're still good. They got quite a few good songs. And I am bummed, as we were driving past the venue, we heard them opening up their song, I Don't Want to Be an Asshole Anymore. I'm like, God damn it, that's my favorite Menzinger song, and I'm going to miss it. <laughs> uh, uh, spilt milk. That was the other thing. The The venue is usually, it actually is an indoor venue. They have two separate rooms for, you know, the variety of sizes of the show. 
This one, they had it outside in their little parking lot. That's the first time that, as far as I know, has happened. It was definitely my first time being there. <laughs> An outside show, and yeah, kind of made sense. Rise Against is uh, does kind of... Uh, bring that crowd in that would accumulate for uh, an outdoor show. And it was pretty big. It's kind of like a, it was kind of a feeling of being in a festival again. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, the Descendants killed it on their set. Well, it was short. Their songs are also short, so they managed to fit in quite a few in there. And also, funnily enough, this was my fourth time seeing the Descendants, and it was my first time hearing them play American live. <laughs> and I never got to hear that before. I was like, that's perfect. And I got in the pit once. I'm getting old, fellas, and I cannot. <laughs> I have to reserve about 30 seconds of pit time for myself, and that's about where I max out. <laughs> and I got in once. It was at the very end of their set when they played my favorite Descendant song, Suburban Home. <laughs> nice. I want to be stereotyped. I want to be classified. Da -da -da. Yeah, you know how it goes. Um, so, yeah, I love seeing the Descendants live. They are always really fun. They don't, they don't stay... They, they don't say very much. They're pretty tight-lipped on stage, especially when they had a uh, when they had like a uh, ceiling that they had to hit, and they were like, okay, we got to get these songs out. We can't spend too much time talking. But they also like to poke fun at uh, both Stefan and Carl because they're like, hey, you're, you guys are back home. Anything you want to say? Because <laughs> they did. They used to live here way back before... Way back before they even joined the Descendants, so these are their old stomping grounds. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, and Rise Against. I admittedly am not the biggest of Rise Against fans, but I do like them. I do appreciate them. They are one of those bands that I described them like this. You look at how the Descendants were one of the seminal bands related to the hardcore genre. Because back in the 80s, that was what was considered to be hardcore music. But as we know, hardcore music is now 40 years old, and uh, now it could mean anything from circle jerks to hate breed, you know? Right. <laughs> and they're quite, yeah, it's quite a spectrum in and of itself. You know, it's like a... Hardcore closely related to punk or more closely related to metal. You know how it goes. Anyway, um, yeah, and then in the 90s, in the late 80s, you had a stream of hardcore bands that were like either getting heavier, like DRI or Suicidal Tendencies, or they were getting a bit softer, like Fugazi and Embrace and the Minutemen. Okay. And then in, when the 90s hit, you had the uh, punk revival movement. All the skate punk bands were coming out. Really fast, yet really melodic and catchy. And then... Further down the line, you had bands like uh, Green Day who were like, yeah, we really like the style of Bad Religion and No Effects, but let's uh, tone it down a little bit. And that kind of paved the way for, uh, you know, millennial pop punk. <laughs> and then Rise Against comes along. They're like, hey, you know what? We like what Green Day's doing, but let's get it a little harder. <laughs> and that's basically what Rise Against did. Uh, they were not the first. I mean, bands like Dillinger 4 and 88 Fingers Louie, who housed a couple of members uh, who went on to join Rise Against, they were doing that same thing where it was like a lot of uh, weird music, a lot of weird uh, lyrics and song titles, and basically making them catchy yet heavy. So, yep, it was just that generation's uh, form of Fugazi. <laughs> <laughs> And then if you want to go even further, bands like Comeback Kid and Wisdom and Chains saw what Rise Against was doing and basically like, yeah, we like what they're doing, 
but we're going to make it harder. <laughs> so, yeah, I like to say that Comeback Kid is like the uh, the harder version of Rise Against. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a bit of a weird uh, history lesson from me. And Rise Against, back to their performance. <laughs> they were really great. They always give a, they always put on a good show. Even songs that I am not familiar with, I find myself singing along to because they do have choruses that are catchy and they do come back around and they do repeat. So I'm like, okay. By that time, the energy is there. The passion is there coming from both the fans and the band themselves. So I was able to get into it. And... And yeah, the the funny thing is Rise Against having a band like The Descendants open up for them. Yeah, it looks weird on paper. This isn't the first time they did that. I remember when they were here just over a decade ago, they had Bad Religion opening, opening up for them. And you're just thinking, wait, they're the older band. This should be reversed. I'm like, well, one, it was Rise Against tour. They're the ones promoting their uh, new album. Yes, Descendants were as well. But... Rise Against arguably has the bigger draw. They have the bigger mainstream crowd. And they're going to bring in a lot of uh, new people, a lot of uh, youngsters, if you will, into their show. So to have a band like Descendants opening up for them, that's going to open up the door to, for them to check out a band like the Descendants, if not the Descendants themselves. Right. And they even uh, and they put this like right in the middle of their set, like saying... Uh, let's give it up for the Menzingers, and then they say, and now the Descendants, they are an incredibly important band, and we gotta say, if it weren't for the Descendants, if that band did not exist, we wouldn't exist. <laughs> there would be no Rise Against without Descendants, so pay your respects to them. <laughs> so, yeah, they Rise Against, you can say what you want about them, they still know how to pay it forward. <laughs> well, Rise Against released Nowhere Generation, that album came out June 4th, Mm. And I was hoping I'd get to tell you more shows that there are doing, but it turns out August 26th, uh, Liberty Hall in Lawrence, Kansas, on August 27th, St. Louis Music Park in Maryland Heights, Missouri, and then finally August 28th, Huntington Bank Pavilion at Northerly I Island in uh, Chicago, Illinois. And that wraps up that tour. That's that quick for those wow. bands. Uh, but both the bands, Rise Against and, well, no, Descendants, they are playing uh, punk rock bowling later in the month. Mm -hmm. And then I don't think Rise Against, uh, I was looking at the different screen there, sorry. Yeah. But Rise Against, I don't know if they... I don't think Rise Against is playing PRB this year. They the are Descendants not. are. The They're Descendants uh, actually replaced No Effects. Right. Uh, Summerfest, that's what they will be doing on ah. September 4th. And then Blue Ridge... Rock Festival in Virginia on September 5th and on the September 12th, Channel 93.3's Big Gig in Inglewood, Colorado. So if you want to see either of those two bands coming up, check them out there. That's the recap for the live shows and maybe some live shows you want to get into. Eric, you want yeah. to get into your album? So yeah. we're coming up on that interview, but we're going to do this album first. Yeah, we're going to do this album first, and this album is a classic. It is the album Bringing It Down by the one of the pillars of New York hardcore, Judge. Yes. Oh, yeah, Judge. They were the first band, they were the first hardcore band to come out and have their name written in those varsity letters. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They may not have been the first, but they were the first one to really popularize it and make it a, really make it a thing. Because so many bands took after that. 
I don't know why. It just <laughs> looks cool. It looks official, you know? <laughs> so, anyway, Judge, yeah, they started, uh, let's see, back in back in 1987, 80, 80s, the late 80s, we'll say that, because <laughs> this album came out in 89. And, and yeah, they started, uh, started playing all the club shows in the uh, New York hardcore scene. It was still going pretty damn strong. And... And yeah, then they released their first album, Bringing It Down, 1989. And that is pretty much the only release that they have as far as LPs go. Uh, the only other one is their uh, New York Crew EP. And then there's a few, uh, let's see, then there is a uh, EP, it was like After the Storm. And yeah, it's got a few deep cuts. They even have a cover of When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty random, but yeah. it's a good cover. I will... I recommend checking that out. Um, but yeah, if you want the whole Judge discography, they have it on vinyl. Just the Judge the Collector's series. Something like that. I have it on CD. <laughs> <laughs> but I have the Judge bringing it down, e- LP, on cassette. Awesome. That's how uh, that's how old school it's getting. <laughs> anyway, it's a yeah, it's a great album. It t- it clocks in at only just nine tracks long, but they are nine solid tracks. And this was one of the bands that was keeping the straight edge scene alive in New York. New York, there wasn't really uh, much of a straight edge scene, at least in the early days, until bands like Gorilla Biscuits and Youth of Today were coming and bringing that ethos from DC over into the New York scene. And Judge. They held on to that as well, but they get, but because of the aggression behind their music, it did kind of uh, it did kind of kickstart the idea of uh, hardline straight edgers who are beating people up for drinking beer and stuff like that. And <laughs> and Mike Judge, their singer, he actually called them out at one of their shows. It's just like you don't come to these shows just to beat people up. We're here to have fun, you know. We're just here to push each other about, go crazy, but. If you got beef with somebody, take it outside. <laughs> and if you don't have beef, then keep your fists in your pocket, pretty much. <laughs> so, so yeah, Judge was on the was on the side of like a coexisting and not just a, you know beating the shit out of each other for the hell of it. <laughs> but but yeah, it, the straight edge thing it does come from uh, Mike Judge's background, having grown up with a uh, with an alcoholic father who was a. Uh, uh, who was basically mentally and emotionally abusive? Like, uh, you can hear more of that in the uh, in the Vice documentary of Judge. Um, yeah, the the documentary is called "There Will Be Quiet." It's a three part series. You can find it on the YouTube. It's there. Awesome. So if you want to get a history lesson from uh, from that, I check it out. Um, but yeah, basically, when uh, Mike was beat up by some people after. Uh, uh, really for drinking a beer. As I said earlier, those people existed. <laughs> he uh, just decided right then and there, I'm just not going to drink anymore. Because if that's what it's going to get me into, then, yep, I'm done with it. Wow. So that's where the straight edge thing came from. And he talks about it in the title track. He's singing a, in the bridge part. He's uh, just looking at the people he held close to him in his family and in his friends and just saying, you're drinking it, you're snorting it, you say you feel fine, but it's destroying your mind. And yep, no true words have been spoken. So yeah, with uh, with that state in mind, here is the title track from Bringing It Down by Judge.
short and to the point like most hardcore songs but damn if the aggression was not exemplified right <laughs> so yeah a lot of uh, a lot of the straight edge movement is not really just like uh, i mean it still is a personal choice but it's not just a flex some of it is actually like uh yeah i really don't want to do this because this is going to kill me as it killed some people that are close to me right yeah and I, I don't mean killed in the literal sense. I mean, basically took over their lives. You know, no too many people like that. Right, indeed. Yeah. So, so yeah, to bring it a little bit up again, Judge was, <laughs> yeah, Judge was not always uh, negatively spoken. Although Mike Judge, his lyricism was coming from a very uh, dark place. He was just digging into the confines of his head and just bleeding it all on paper. And one of the things that was uh, more, of the more relatable is the song Like You. And this is my favorite track on this record, maybe because it is the most relatable. And it's basically saying, you know, you've uh, you've fought for something that you uh, worked so hard, hard to get, and then you come to find that you're just uh, screwing things up in the end as well. So it goes all, it could go all over the place. And it's saying, you know, just like you, I fought to live the life that I want, but... Sometimes it just comes crashing down. So that's what the song uh, Like You is about. It's got a bit of a... And it's not exactly uh, fast like the one we just heard. This one is a bit more groove-oriented. It goes a bit slower. And it just uh, allows all the lyrics to kind of sink in a little bit better. So, with that being said, here is Like You.
like you it definitely uh, persuades the listener to uh look within themselves before they start making conclusions about other people right yeah because we are not that dissimilar we are all part of the same plateau <laughs> yeah i was talking to shawnee a bit about that where it's like how much of our personality is our own based on our own decisions and how much of it is because of influence uh, I would, it, you know, it depends on how many people you socialize with, and it right. depends on the personalities you socialize with. But uh, I would be willing to bet, you know, depend, you know, most people here in our country, based on how our country typically operates, by if you attend school as opposed to homeschool and so forth, uh, a considerable amount comes from those that you choose to be around and learn mm-hmm. from. Yeah, it's basically the whole uh, nature and nurture. Right. It's, you either you, you kind of take on the things that you like that other people do and, you know, traits like, for instance, uh, I think people take on a lot from their parents. But in some cases, it's they mimic or learn those behaviors or they learn they don't like those behaviors and they yeah. do the opposites of. Yeah. But either way, an influence nonetheless. Yeah. And part of that comes from uh, their environment. I think one of the one of the better analogies is like you take someone who uh, works on a farm in the basically in the middle of nowhere. Their only neighbor is about ten miles away, and you uh, put them in a, in a vast urban area. You put them right in the middle of New York City, right? And then you know now they got to figure out how this environment works, being surrounded by all these people, all this st- to get to, from point A to point B. You need to get on a subway or some mode of transportation, right? <laughs> and you take like the urbanite. And, you know, you put them in the farm. It's like, <laughs> oh, all of a sudden I can't just uh, go to a hot dog stand to get me a, a meal. I actually have to go out into the, uh, <laughs> into the, f- into the barn and see if we have any, uh, any fresh meat available. <laughs> right. Or if we got, or if the chicken laid any eggs. <laughs> I need to eat something, man. You got any milk? Oh, now I got to squeeze the udders. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, again, the, you never really understand what someone's uh, going through until you understand their, uh, really their uh, whole past and their way of thinking. Sure. Yeah. And even then, you only get a fraction of what they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a philosophy lesson for you kids. <laughs> there you go. And on that note, 
We are ready for an interview, but before we do, we're going to play a track from the band. So the band is Half Dizzy. We, we mentioned that earlier. They're from Long Island in New York. Hopefully all is well for, for them and uh, for everybody that got hit by that hurricane up there in the Northeast this past week. So uh, hopefully all is well. The, they released their single, Surrogate, on May 4th of this year. As you will hear in the interview, they have other tracks that they play and that they're kind of working on and so forth, you know, as far as sometime here in the near future getting recorded, released, and all of those things. So uh, we'll let them do the talking for those things in the interview. The interview's coming up. We're going to play the one track we have, Surrogate Now, and we had them give us a request for a band and they do that right at the tail end of the interview. So we'll let them introduce that, essentially, and we'll talk more about that after. Let's do the track. The band's half dizzy. The track is Surrogate. I spent years heartbroken, never left a word unspoken. I want the best for you, but you always prove me wrong. Everything I've been through never meant anything to you. My hand was forced and you just watched me walk away. I turn the radio on. I watch the sky turn red. I've been repeating all the things you never said.
And we are here with uh, two of the members of Dizzy is Drunk. I'm sorry. That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> it's half dizzy. I'm, uh, mixing it up with the song from Pears. <laughs> anyway, we are here with Dizzy and with Dan. Does that make half of half dizzy? Half of half dizzy. <laughs> kind of. When, when we first started the band, it was actually just us. So half of the band was dizzy. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing the top halves of you right now. So now it's uh, quarter dizzy. <laughs> okay um but yes like like we said we're here with dan and dizzy yeah double d's nice awesome <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's what makes it a lot easier anyway uh yep they are basically the uh cardboard cutout of a startup band and i did not mean that to sound as uh dissuading as possible <laughs> they <laughs> no quite the opposite they are uh they have one song out currently called surrogate and it's really good so thank there <laughs> thank you so much yeah it's just uh for anyone listening yes there's only one song you will not be disappointed and if you are well just wait because they're new so they're going to be releasing new stuff it's coming. Or, it's just got really bad taste in music, you know? <laughs> That's fine, too, I guess. Some of them do. <laughs> so I'm going to shut up, and I'm going to let you guys tell me about yourselves. Basically, uh, how did this band come about? What made you want to start it? And what made you want to write a song like Surrogate? So basically, I've been in bands for as long as I can remember. Right, like Ever since I could pick up an instrument, I've been in bands. And she has always like sang either in school and like stuff like that. And we've always just sung together. And I actually learned how to play guitar so that we could sing together. And we actually, so we started when, when I first started how to learn how to play guitar, we played a lot of Taylor Swift. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, well, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's That's it what people wanted to hear. So we were like, uh, all right. And yeah. then we were like, yeah, we don't really want to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was what, you know. It was a long time ago. Almost 15 years ago now. Yeah. Uh, back when uh, uh, she was still popular, I guess. <laughs> yes, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she may still be famous, but she's not popular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways. I played in bands. I play. I play drums as my main instrument, but I learned how to play guitar when we were playing together. You know, that didn't really like solidify anything. We were just kind of like, so we're married, by the way. Oh yeah. Lovely. <laughs> so that was, you know, a long time ago. Learning how to play it was just for something for us to do. And then, you know, I tried to get better at you know, playing. I tried to, you know, mess with writing music. And during the like nationwide or worldwide shutdown, we uh, uh, yeah that yeah. thing. <laughs> Yeah, we were really we were bored. bored. <laughs> yeah. I feel like actually a lot of bands turned up out of that. I, I'm around on a lot of like Facebook groups and so many people are like, oh, I started this band during the shutdown and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> is that what is that what the uh, next generation of punks going to be called? COVID oh. punk? <laughs> COVID. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hardcore vid. <laughs> Actually, Corvid's a bird. That's uh, okay. <laughs> Corvid nineteen. Corvid. That should be the name of like a some goth rock band. Yeah. 
that. We'll have to write a song, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Go ahead and take that. <laughs> Good, we're coming up with titles. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, we started writing, messing around, and it was really the skeleton of, like, two songs, and we decided to try to record them, and I invited my friends, well, our mutual our friends, friends <laughs> to come and, like, you know, be a part of it. One of them I met in a band, and the other one I grew up, we grew up with, yeah. um, like in high school and stuff like that. And so, went to another one of my friends who, during quarantine, opened up like a studio <laughs> and started like working on that. Everything's happened because of that. Like it's yeah. crazy. So yeah, we went there. I had, you know, we had our friends join us, and it was like, uh, hey, do you guys want to like really do this and write more stuff? And they were like, yeah. So that's you know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, yeah. I find that the best things happen though, like with the least amount of friction. So it's like, you want to do this? Yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. If not, like, let's not force anything, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's sort of like a, you know, doesn't even matter the setting. That's kind of how a lot of bands start out. It's like, hey, you want to keep doing this? Yeah, let's keep doing it. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and here we are today. Right. <laughs> Some of it's not even planned. So yeah, the song Surrogate, it is out as the sole creation you guys have to your name currently. Are there any teasers of new material coming up? Yeah, we would love to get something out. I like obviously as early as possible since we put we put the first single out. Like I said, it wasn't, you know, supposed to be anything really. And then it kind of turned into something. So now we're like, oh, we have, we have to put more music out, you know? But uh <laughs> We have, a, what is it, four or five songs? We have like oh, six, actually. Six, like five and like three quarters Yeah, songs. so we have uh, songs. It's just getting into the studio and doing that and then, you know. The worst part. <laughs> and it's, we, both of us, just genuinely enjoy the concept of marketing and branding. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. like, she has her own, like, small business and stuff, and we both kind of, like, do a lot of, like, social media, like, marketing stuff like that and like just learning how to like grow on uh i guess the internet and because that's where everyone is now you know it's not like hey here's my cd listen to my band it's like hey there's a link to my band check it out yeah you know? <laughs> we do we do try to do a lot of in-person stuff but i've been tr trying to learn the right way to release music you know because like the what's the point of a record label when you're not really that big of a band yet so mm -hmm. looking toward labels is not exactly what you know we're looking to do right now but we want to we want to release music in a way that attracts as many people as possible you know yeah, yeah. just because if we're gonna do it we might as well do it let's do it right <laughs> Pre precisely <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah and I get the idea of uh, kind of having a shotgun effect with uh, with music. It's like you're taking from all walks of the uh, of the spectrum and just like putting it out there. So somebody, if not everybody's, got something that they can uh, you know that they can take away from it that they can enjoy. Yeah, it's a good it's a good plan of attack, and it's something that you can't really get with a major label because major labels just like keep feeding them the popcorn, man. Just keep just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to like you know release a quality product that we believe in and that you know we think people will like give a crap about. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the passion and the f and the reach. It's really just uh, how much effort you want to put into it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like I've talked to a couple like indie labels and stuff like that, but PR and stuff that 
they offer is like, I basically do it all myself now. So it wouldn't make sense for us to be like, Hey, you want to put this out? And <laughs> I'm probably going to put more effort into like uh, promoting it than anyone else's, you know? Yeah. That's, um, that's kind of the equivalent of getting a, giving Facebook $5 to put, to boost one of your posts. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's like, whatever. Facebook is PR in, yeah, exactly. on the grand scheme of things. Well, first, I want to make a comment uh, along with what you said, the skull with, you know, the dizzy skull, as it were, uh, that you've created that is on your merch, your, your buttons, uh, your stickers and, and guitar picks. So that's the merch that you have so far. I think that's a great way to, you know, for recognizability is when you have something cool like that as a logo or whatever you would like to call it. Yeah, thank you. Thank We're, you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was actually something that we created together. Also, like, was learning. I was interested. I guess I still am interested in like learning how to tattoo. So I like drew up the skull as like a joke, and it was like, oh, that's was, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turned into that, you know. I think it's great. It's you know along the lines of obviously when you know a band such as you know we were just talking about face to face if you know face to face you know the band face to face there's two styles of music that you'll see the font stylized for the name but then there's also bands that have a logo you know such as the misfits right when you see that misfit skull you know it's the misfits that's all you have to see and it'll be on like all their album covers and all their merch somewhere. Some sometimes the focus, and I, I think that's what you've created with your skull. There is the same same concept, just that yeah. easy recognizability. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we were going for. Like like I said, that we're into like marketing and branding. I looked up like what is in you know like a logo and stuff like that, and like easy rec- rec- recognition, I guess, easily recognizable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's like simple that like someone could easily like kind of learn how to draw or whatever, you know, and that's what kind of we came up with. So um, it's nice that you mentioned that. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I, I think it's great. And along those lines, I, I've seen because we are big fans of Bandcamp, always go to Bandcamp first, uh, you know, help support oh, the bands yeah. through that method. And then, you know, if you can't get it, there we go other places. But, you know, your one track's there, you get the merch there, but also you have your link tree. And I see that you have, as you stated, uh, a lot of ways to reach out to people. You know, your Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Bandcamp, uh, YouTube, and so forth. So you guys are very active doing that then? trying to i uh we're working we actually have a little series we're working on called overrated underrated (laughs) we have i think we have two they're on youtube that are out right now but it's like i basically just make up a random list of things and ask people in the band like if overrated or underrated if something is overrated (laughs) or underrated awesome funny and just on the spot like comical so we try to like push in every avenue that we can whatever we can do why not that's awesome it's when you can have fun doing something and obviously when you can spend more time with people you want to spend more time with too, it makes the, the projects fun, easy. And as you stated early on in the interview, probably less friction, you know, as yeah. if you guys were doing bands separate from each other, probably more friction because you're not doing much with each other. You're off doing your own thing, but when you can bring it together, probably pretty awesome. Yeah. Very awesome. And Nick and Mitchell are they're like my brothers. I would say they're like your brothers too. So yeah. they're, it's 
we're like a family it's really nice <laughs> yeah awesome it's a lot of fun we just happen to make music when we're together which is great yeah. so <laughs> yeah well that's great uh you stated what'd you say five to six tracks is that what you guys have ready to go is that including surrogate that is not including surrogate. no we have six including surrogate oh, oh six, six including. i think if my math is correct which it might not be it's right, it's right. <laughs> no you said earlier it, yeah, yeah. You had four and three quarters songs, oh, and now including surrogate, now it's five and three quarters. Okay. <laughs> so, something like that. We're not great at math. Fair <laughs> enough. You don't have to be. <laughs> oh, I have to stare at a tape measure all day, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do too. I do that also. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, what I was going to get at is, I have no idea, but I'll assume since you're at where you're at, uh, you're out of New York. I don't know if we've mentioned <laughs> that yet. But, we did not. Uh, I forgot. Have you played any shows? Is that something that you're looking to do is play your music live? 100%. We really want to. We just, we're pretty positive we have a bass player now. Awesome. We technically played a, like, private show, but that, like, we're kind of not counting that. It was my birthday. They surprised me with awesome. a surprise day. And they were like, here's all the stuff to play a show. You're going to play a show. <laughs> For a show. I was like, oh my God. It was terrifying, but we we had a lot of fun. It, yeah, it was good. Sounded, we sounded good. Yeah. I mean, in, <laughs> in my perspective. It was really good. We actually have clips on our um, Instagram of it. Yeah, yeah. I think of one of the clips. What song so, is that? Never Been Happier. Oh, Never Been Happier. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have a clip on our Instagram of Never Been Happier. So if you go on there and you hear a song. That's a not song, the one song we have that's out. That's another song. <laughs> yeah. That's a good song. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's that's the teaser right there. Get on their Instagram. Right. And we do play stuff on our stories. Like every so often we'll, uh, I kind of like keep my phone out during practice and I'll record stuff. Yeah. Story so we get like teasers to everybody. So. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I, I do that too. <laughs> yeah. It's the way to do it. Especially because, you know, you have really nice support. I feel like we have a good following so far and we love all of our quote-unquote fans <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. like uh, <laughs> so yeah so we want to like you know give the give the gifts awesome <laughs> yeah give back what you receive right it's a good way to connect with the people that are interested in what you're doing exactly right. yeah and it's uh and it's good to take from all uh uh to to walk all avenues because uh when you start playing shows you can uh you can get on multiple different bills you know, it's like you play something that's a bit, uh, you know, faster punk rock or a bit poppier punk rock. The way that I see it, just based on the song that I heard, it can fit in either either way. We have songs that are more pop, more punk. And, and we have like a ska song, we too. We have a ska song. <laughs> We're all over are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing to make it ska? Are you adding more people to the band for horns or, or what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> It's more of just like the the classic like ska like upstroke guitar stuff. Gotcha. It's like it's ska punk where it's it's not always ska sound, but it's so sort of like uh, would you say it's closer to Op Ivy or Real Big Fish? <laughs> I, I would say Op Ivy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Good, because that's the that's the sky I tend to lean towards uh, quite <laughs> yeah. a bit. <laughs> yeah, but. it's every single. Every single practice, our other guitarist, like he knows half of Op Ivy's discography, so he'll just like riff into like a song, and I'm like, "This is counterproductive," even though I love it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's like what uh, my guitarist will do at a uh, practice. Uh, fucking Ethan, he'll just start playing at some random uh, 
play some random solo, but most of the time it's the solo from Pantera's Domination. <laughs> and he's just always licking it. I'm like, I know, I know, we gotta cover that song. <laughs> I just take that as like a, a kind of a subliminal message like, hey, you like how this is sounding? Maybe we should cover it. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like that. <laughs> so you're looking to add a fifth member to the band, which will be your bass player, because you have two guitars, vocals, drums at the moment, right? And is that kind of what you're working on, is to get a bass player, learn the tracks, and then you'll go record? Obviously, it would help for live shows, too, to have a bass player. Yeah. <laughs> it would just help in general to have a bass player. We do have uh, a guy that he came to our practice, and it's sounding really good. He the energy is so really well. good. We he want fits. him. We want him. Yeah. And it's, it's looking like we're going to have a bass player. So Sweet. once you once he learns everything, we're planning on probably playing a show or two before recording so that we get everything, you know, solid and right mm. into the studio. Yes. I think that's always a good thing. Uh, you hear bands talk about even bands that have been on for a while. I think when we were talking to the guys from Sick of It All, they were saying something about you know, uh, getting the reaction from the, the crowd, getting the reaction from people. And you can kind of mm. tell... You, you know, maybe it's different for them because they've been around so long and albums, you know, numerous albums and so forth. And so maybe they're looking at it differently. But it, when you're playing the music and then you can kind of get, you know, the feedback from the crowd while they're watching and maybe fine tune it exactly. before you decide to go record it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, That's awesome. Great. There's a lot of very serious punk bands. And we're more just like, let's all, like, even though, you know, some of our, like, our lyrics can go from, like, you know, life experiences to, like, sort of political, but not, like, crazy political. But it's, like, <laughs> our songs are generally, like, it's fun. Like, we want people to just have fun, you know, at, like, shows and stuff like that. Like, yeah. whether it's, you know, nodding your head, if that's how you feel comfortable, or, like, jumping up and down, or, like, seeing words with us, like, we want everyone to just have fun. So we want we want everything to be hmm. like, you know, we're doing something that people aren't liking. We want to know before we put money into recording it, you know? That makes I sense. Think, I think we're good. We're <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confident. I'm so confident. She is. Which is good. Because we're having fun. So I don't even like I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a that's such a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. So good. Especially when you get all the right people in the in the same room, and it's all yeah. ebbing and flowing, and it's just like, yeah, this feels nice. It's kind of yeah. like uh, being in a uh, being in a band. You gotta double up as a talent agency. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's awesome for me because I've watched all the guys in our band in different bands and I've always been like the band mom so I was always <laughs> like hey guys I have some cookies or like I would <laughs> and, um, now it's like I'm a part of it it's very cool and I don't you know I gotta make the snacks beforehand so that <laughs> to participate it's really fun <laughs> It's like when the uh, company hires a caterer for like the. Yeah, they don't need it. I'm there. Yeah. I got them. <laughs> yep. First Friday of every month. It's like try every Friday of every month. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Is there anything else we should know about your band? Like Eric pointed out, kind of in the earlier parts of the interview, your band's kind of in its infancy. You know, mm -hmm. fine tuning, getting a the bass player getting ready to play shows and record and all that's probably, you know, before the end of the year, I'm sure you're going to try to delve into a, at least a little bit of those things. Is there so, anything else that we should know about your band and what your band's up to? As far as just what we're up to is just 
working on, you know, what we've been talking about, just getting the right pieces to be able to go out and do it live and then put it on uh, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. When you do yeah. decide to go play live, uh, you guys are in a great area. I think the East Coast, especially the Northeast, you're so close to so many other cities that you could probably, you know, if everybody has the same days off, go do a couple shows for a weekend or whatever your, your days off happen to be. And you don't have to plan long tours and you can go New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, uh, anywhere else, somewhere nearby, and, and not very long drives. It's something we we totally plan on that. Um, where we've actually Dan and I have talked about how we can go on uh, weekend tours and uh, visit Jersey, Connecticut, the Western area, Staten Island. Uh, Staten Island. We yeah. have friends all over, so it's we're excited to do that. So yeah, I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> awesome. I mean, within the area that you live in, that area around you know New York City, anyway. So many people. I'm sure there's so many venues. I've only been. I saw one show there once a couple years back uh, at Gold Sounds, but I know that there's so many venues because I follow so many New York bands. So there's probably so many places that you can play there and play with a ton of different bands and different crowds and really probably never even have to leave the, the proximity of that New York area. That's definitely true. That yeah. is true, yeah. <laughs> that That's nice and convenient, I'm sure. It must be nice. <laughs> it's so funny, like, when I, you know, I'm on, I'm on Instagram a lot. Like, that's where... I guess the majority like of our band resides is like on Instagram and like, I'll just be, you know, searching like New York or like New York punk rock or like Long Island punk rock. And it's like, every time I go on, I find a new band that's apparently been around for like five years. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's awesome. You know, uh, that is awesome. And once you get to play shows, I'm sure the, the more networking gets to start for you as you know, you get to play with more bands and, get on bills with them, they get on with you and so forth. I'm sure that's just the nature of things, especially in such a, a large punk scene that New York has. Yeah, we've actually had a couple local bands reach out to us and ask us if we could play a show with them. And I'm always like amazed because we literally have one song. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes that's all you need. I'm sure they're going to reach out and ask you if you have more than one song. That's probably the first question. Then the second one is, is, uh, yes, uh, if you would like to come play with us, we would like you to come play because it was a good track. It, you know, you put a good foot forward, and so I'm sure that's why people are reaching out. Yeah. So save it for last. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? As I'm looking into the best way to play live, <laughs> so any question I ever think of, I always like Google it and search what the best thing to do is. A lot of people say that if you're a new band, the best thing to do is to play your best stuff first. Because if you play your worst stuff first, they're gone by the time you play your best stuff. Absolutely. But you know what the good thing is? All of our songs are the best songs. There That's you go. Right. <laughs> the tough part now is to pick which ones go first. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as long as you present that confidence on stage where it's like, wow, this song may suck, but this guy is just into it. <laughs> make it till you make it, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've covered uh, a lot of stuff. We definitely uh, want to check in uh, with you guys here in a few months, uh, play some more music as you put more music out. Uh, we typically play at least two tracks from the bands, uh, you know, on either side of the interview, and we will have played Surrogate already. So how about you guys, I'll put you on the spot, pick a track from some band that you guys like and enjoy and want us to play 
want people to hear because you enjoy it, and we'll play it after this interview. It's shout-out time. Probably Quiet Like a Thief. All right, so play... What's that weird one? What's it called? Oh, what's the other song? My own band. My other band. I I will play Scatterbrained by Quiet Like a Thief. Scatterbrained by Quiet Like a Thief. Yes. It's more of a pop deck. Yeah, but we're definitely going to be playing with them, so... Yeah. (laughs) All right, there you go. Why don't you run down real quick where people can find you, Bandcamp, Instagram, so forth. How are they going to find you? How how can people connect if they're not already connected with you? Maybe a little more details than I included earlier. Sure. For the most part, Instagram is probably the best place to find us. We're there most of the time. Uh, So it's Instagram. It's at halfdizzyband. Our Facebook is also facebook.com backslash halfdizzyband. We're on TikTok. I don't know if we have a custom link on there, but if you look up Half Dizzy Band, we'll You'll probably come up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how TikTok works, so. <laughs> I, we don't either, but I'm we're trying, trying to learn, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, we're on YouTube. Uh, we don't have a custom link, but if you search Half Dizzy and our song Surrogate, that'll come up. We have a couple uh, videos on there. Spotify, Half Dizzy, you know, every other band camp, Half Dizzy. I think we're pretty, we're on every other, you know, major streaming platform. So yeah, just search Half Dizzy and we'll show up. Well, I have you on Apple Music, so there, there you go. go. <laughs> Much appreciated. Yes. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, uh, Dustin uh, told me about you guys and that apparently we're going to be interviewing you. So I was like, oh, well, I got to prep up. What music do they have? They just have one song. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you're know, welcome. It's, uh, it's really funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for uh, Dan, making it so simple. Dan started the Instagram before we had any music out. And we had like, how many followers do we have? Like we had a hundred followers. And it, I would laugh all the time because I was looking at it. And I was like, we don't know any of these people. And they've never heard anything from us. So it was amazing <laughs> to me. The internet is amazing. <laughs> it's all marketing and branding. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, one of the one of the things you do is like when you start a band page on Instagram, if you got no material, no logo, nothing even if you don't even have any members you just add random people and then they look at your profile yeah i guess i'll add them i guess i'll follow them back (laughs) the dizzy skull the dizzy skull i think really got reeled the people in there you go yeah the imagery the the marketing's paying off for you (laughs) doing good we're trying (laughs) you need that one thing to grab the attention right we could worst band ever but that logo yeah that's that's true well we want to thank you for joining us for the show and and giving us some insight into your band we definitely look forward to checking out uh everything else that you'll be up to here for the next few months even though we are a bit far away from new york to catch a show hopefully at some point we do get to catch a show once you guys are playing shows yes thanks for having us you know there's a lot of live streaming stuff going on right now because of everything right maybe you'll catch us there too absolutely (laughs) yeah maybe so (laughs) Or we'll just uh, keep seeing the uh, the semi-shows of your practice sessions on Instagram Live. <laughs> yeah, Instagram Live every randomly. We never schedule that this is the time every week. It's always different. Just got to be sitting at work. It's just like constantly looking at my phone. I'm like, is it there yet? No. Is it there? <laughs> <laughs> To the point where I'm just messaging you, you, hey, start a live stream. Yes. And we might. We might just do it. <laughs> Show on demand. Who else is doing that? That's well, a good nobody. point. Right? 
No one else is doing show on demand. The problem is, is you kind of need everybody to kind of be available on demand ish. Or just uh, do uh, uh, what some of the other bands are doing, Zoom concerts. They're just uh, jamming across the uh, webcams. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's become, a, that's become a bit of a trend, too. Right? Yeah. yeah. I like it, but nothing will ever, you know, replace live music. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I'll watch that. Then I'm like, yeah, I'd rather just go see them. Agreed. Yeah. There's also the ones that... uh. Uh, the Bad Religion were doing for like their uh, oh, what was it their fiftieth anniversary? <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was their fiftieth. Where it's like they go down each decade and play their hits on like uh, in an empty venue, but <laughs> they release it as a live stream. And of course, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a diehard. What can I say? I got their logo tattooed on my arm. <laughs> well, Bad Religion is classic. You can't even. Yeah. Yeah, they're classic. They're one of the best. They're the whole reason that pop punk exists. Okay, well, maybe not the whole reason, but a huge reason. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you that, definitely. I think the other half is the Descendants. (laughs) That's like my always go-to thing. It's like, people people listen to pop punk. I'm like, oh, do you know who the Descendants are? They're like, no. I'm like, bro, they're the OG pop punk band. What do you mean? Yeah. They're the guys that started singing about their girlfriends. Pretty much. And even if you go back further, the Ramones were the perpetrators of that as well. I mean, I want to be your boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, punk and pop, they go hand in hand. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. But even some of the best punk songs have that little uh, catchy chorus like most pop songs do. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I want to thank you for joining. We are going to play that track from Quiet Like a Thief, Scatterbrain, next. And Half Dizzy, thank you for joining us for the show. I appreciate it. Thank you guys thank for you. having us. Yeah. Hopefully, we talk to you guys real soon. Absolutely. Yeah. To keep my composure while in hopes of any kind of closure. Do why my brain works this way? It doesn't
Bandass stated at the end of the interview that band was Quiet Like a Thief. The track was Scatter Brain off of their new release, Through the Looking Glass. It was an EP that they released back in June, June 25th. So we could have played that top of the show too. New track, band from Boston. I don't think we covered that part in the interview, and this is probably a band that the band Half Dizzy will end up playing with at some point. Yep, probably so, because isn't one of their uh, isn't one of the members of Half Dizzy in this band? Or is or was? I, I don't remember. But uh, Quiet Like a Thief, check them out. Scatterbrain was the track. We want to thank again uh, Dizzy and Dan for joining us on the show. We had a blast. Uh, the track again, surrogate, right before the interview. And like they said, go follow them on their Instagrams and maybe they'll do on demand yeah. uh, live streaming. Yep, that's the <laughs> way that you can hear, uh, that's the best way that you can hear of what they're up to. Right. Uh, impromptu band practices, never on a schedule. Just uh, stay tuned. Instagram, uh, like they said, best place to follow them. Cool band from Long Island, New York. Thank you again to Dizzy and Dan from Half Dizzy. Eric, let's wrap this show up. Let's do some metal. What do you have? I have some Canadian doom metal with some psychedelic overlay under the name of Witch Rot. <laughs> Witch Rot, I've been following them for uh, for a minute ever since they released their single, Dug Your Grave, which climbed up to be my favorite uh, single release of 2019. Wow. Yep, I played it on the show back in the back in that time, and I may even play it again. No, I probably, won't, but, <laughs> but no, I am going to be playing something from uh, the latest album that they released, and this flew way past my radar. I had no idea it existed until just a couple weeks ago. This album was released back in April, April sixteenth wow. of this year, and they are also working on a new one. Yep, same year. They probably are releasing two albums. Yeah, feels like we're in the '60s again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I'm a, really I'm excited for uh, that release, and I listened to this release called Hollow. Yeah, Hollow. Kind of a oh, that's kind of a uh, dismal album title if you think about it. <laughs> but their music is uh, it's not quite the most uppity. I mean. A doom metal, it's it's in the name. <laughs> you know, it's just really slow, kind of a drudge sort of thing, only it's not quite as heavy as uh not quite as heavy as Black Sabbath, you know, and they were basically the cultivators of all that. Right from the beginning, it was just like really uh, really slow, atmospheric, misanthropic type of music, just to really set the mood of a grim a, a grim setting. And these guys, yeah, they are kind of following suit with that. Only it is a lot, um, it's a lot smoother with the, uh, uh, with the, with its, as I said earlier, the psychedelic overlay. It makes it feel a little, uh, not so grimy. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, the track that I chose from, uh, f- yeah, from Hollow with as long as this episode was, is a bit of a, uh, a challenge because <laughs> they have songs that could go up to seven minutes. <laughs> so I chose the song uh, "Burn Me Down" as it's a uh, part of their uh, faster one. It's still barely touching a uh, mid tempo, <laughs> but it's still yeah, but it's still fun. It's still pretty uppity, still pretty catchy, and it's about how long is it? 
Five minutes and 27 seconds. There you go. And that's about uh, that's about as short as they get. <laughs> Maybe there's one that's four minutes, but I don't know. This one just uh, this one was just more fun to me. So here we are. The new the newest of the newest of the songs from Witch Rot, but that will soon be replaced. <laughs> Burn me down.
So there is the latest from Witchrot. And yeah, as I said, they're working on new material. And hopefully it sounds as good as this last release. Right. <laughs> yep. I put good faith in them that they're gonna keep uh that they're gonna keep delivering the good stuff. Now, can I please see you guys come perform <laughs> out here? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, hopefully they do. Uh, next and last, we're gonna play the band Blood Red Roses. Second time, I think it's second time playing them. Uh, Blood being B L U D. Blood Red Roses. They are from South Brunswick Township in. New Jersey, so go check them out uh, if you're anywhere near there. They're on Curtain Call Records, and again, uh, we get uh, Curtain Call Records sends us some of their releases. Get to check them out, and the ones that I enjoy typically are some sort of metal, hard rock, new metal, or something like that. A lot of them are, and so I end up playing them on this portion of the show. So Blood Red Roses released Blood Red Roses single which they released on July, sorry, July 9th of this year. So just a little over a month ago. And another one of those three-track releases that is called a single. And it's even self-titled, just like the one that you picked earlier uh, mm. from Fake Names. So yeah. <laughs> we're on to that. More evidence that three tracks could be a single. I don't know. Yep. Anyway. Kind of funny that it's uh, bookended by this. Right. <laughs> by this little setting. Uh, coincidental. Uh, Blood Red Roses, Take You Down is the track that we are going to check out. Let's do that. We'll wrap up the show. Enjoy it. Another five-minute track. This one's 20 seconds shorter than the last, though.
That is Take You Down, Blood Red Roses off their self-titled three-track single. <laughs> that wraps up the show. Yep. Gotta say those, uh, at least vocal-wise, had a very uh, Jonathan Davis meets Wednesday 13 okay. kind of vibe. Nice. Yeah. As far, yeah, and as far as the music goes, it's like that... Uh, that kind of in-betweener, alternative metal, new metal type stuff, where it right? still had the groove, but it still kind of had this uh, soft appeal to it. Agreed? Yeah. So uh, I don't know which bands to uh, really accumulate that to. It's been it's been so long since I listened to <laughs> new metal. <laughs> like, the ones that keep coming to my mind are like, Deftones? No, that's too soft. System of a Down? No, that's way too angular. And uh, then I just think, Slipknot? No, that's way too heavy. <laughs> so it's somewhere in there. Maybe Stone Sour would probably be a better example. But but whatever. You heard the song. You know how it goes. And either you like it or you don't. Don't try and compare it to something. Right. Well, that's it. That wraps up the show. That was Blood Red Roses. Go check them out at Curtain Call Records. You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music Player FM, and SLCPunkCast.com. And you can find all the bands on Instagram at fake names official at Andrew underscore and underscore the underscore cock blockers. It's a lot of underscores. <laughs> it is. Uh, I guess an underscore is better than no score. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> at Lawmaker USA, at Santa Blasphemia 666. At Judge underscore NYHC, at Half Dizzy Band, at Quiet Like a Thief, at Witch Rot Band, at Blood Red Roses. And again, that's B L U D for Blood, at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where do we find you and tell us about your, your new merch that you have available? Oh, that thing. Yes. <laughs> well, on Instagram, my personal profile is uh, Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Uh, but my band's Instagram, and I uh, urge you to follow that one. More. <laughs> and that's uh, at anonymous underscore SLC. Oh, wait. Anonymous official underscore SLC. Let me check on that. I should have this memorized by now. Yeah, how are you supposed to tell people on the spot? I did have it memorized at one point. <laughs> anonymous underscore band official. There we go. And... Oh, there you go. If my uh, little gastric system would allow me to speak... <laughs> We have new merch available. We still have cassette tapes. We are in the process of making new buttons. But more importantly, we have T-shirts. Yes. We have T-shirts. They Indeed. are they uh, come in pretty much all the standard sizes. We have smalls, medium, larges, extra larges, and a very select few XLs. We have three. Two of them were promised to uh, one into other people, so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we'll, technically speaking only have one left. But right now they, uh, right now they're in the ether. If you want some, you can. Uh, if you're out of state, you can order them off of our Bandcamp page. That is anonymousslc.bandcamp.com under the merch, and yeah, that that's where you can also find our cassettes and our buttons as well. Or if you're within the area, you know, message us. And say that you want one. We'll, we'll schedule a time to uh, meet up and uh, make the make the handoff. Pretty much. There you go. Yep. And if you're in, uh, yeah. Also, more importantly, if you're at a, if you're within the area and you uh, frequent shows, 
then uh, come watch us play, and uh, we'll have the merch there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place. Yeah. We don't have any uh, upcoming shows, uh, at least not within the next uh, month that I know of. Like we're like we agreed to play a show sometime in September, but we do not know the date, we don't know the location, and we don't know who in the hell we're playing with. So that is as up in the air as it can be. <laughs> uh, yes, you just know you're going to play at some point. Yep, at some point. One is in the uh, one is solidified. We will be playing the show, but that's not until October. So I'm going to save that for when it gets closer. And and yeah, the only other thing I could say about Anonymous is our Facebook is at Anonymous Band SLC, and you can find me on Circle Pit Radio at Circle Pit Radio or at CP Radio. That's the uh, Instagram. I am on the Wrecked Podcast. Instagram is at Wrecked Podcast. And I will be starting up my own show on that. If uh, you didn't catch that last week, it will be Lead Melodies. There is no social media for that, too. The show doesn't even really exist, but it is in the process of existing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you can find the bands on Facebook at Fake Names Official, at Andrew and the Cockblockers, at Lawmaker USA, at ChaosUK.London, at Santa Blasphemia. 666 at Judge Warriors at Half Dizzy Band at Quiet Like a Thief at Witch Rot at Blood Red Roses. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you for turning in all the way up until this point. Go check out the bands, support the ones you like. The least we can do is go to the social medias and follow them. Go to mm-hmm. Bandcamp, follow them. And if you have the funds and you really like them, support them in other ways. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, on the uh, on the subject of uh, seeing my first big punk rock show and just first big show in general, um, outside of uh, me seeing last podcast on the left uh, a couple months ago, but that's a different story. <laughs> it's still what I'm getting at. It still speaks the same for any and all events. Now that we are in the twilight days of the pandemic, yeah, I know the Delta variants coming back, but. If you're vaccinated, it will not have as big an effect on you, as in it won't be as lethal. So, get your damn vaccinations, because one thing that was a common theme about the show last night is basically, yeah, it feels weird to be back out on tour again, especially since we were just sequestered in our own uh, in our own homes for so long. So, yeah, let's uh, not make that happen again. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, get out there and support. Uh, all the bands that you love, especially now, because they are trying to get back to their lifestyle that makes sense, which is going out and performing for all of us lovely people. <laughs> and, and yeah, if we want to keep that up, just uh, just do your best not to, I don't know, pass your germs to anyone. <laughs> I mean, germs is one thing. Just don't pass the damn virus. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, we're sick of it. <laughs> anyway, that's... Uh, Yep, that's all I got to say. So continue to support in more ways than one. Play the fucking outro. Outro.